Welcome to Boss Lady Energy. Boss Boss Lady Lady Energy. Energy. Y'all, we got that Boss Lady Energy. Welcome back to the show. I am here with Kristen and Courtney, of course, per usual, every Monday. How are you guys doing? Drinking the wine. Always. Always. We should say say something. Michael's out of town this week, so Kristen's got the house to herself, and she is living her best. It's low alcohol (laughs) wine, basically grape juice, okay? (laughs) (laughs) We are doing things a little differently this week, and we are going to tell you guys about our career path and how we got to be where we are today. Um... All of the things, uh, what we learned along the way. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just uh, we know a lot of people have been in our DMs wanting to know how they can get a job like us. Well, we're going to give you a little bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> little it's the smoky. most asked question. It is literally the most really asked question. So it's mm-hmm. time to just break it down and give y'all the clip notes. Mm-hmm. Girl, let me tell you. All right, y'all. So this week's Girl, Let Me Tell You is all about Women's History Month and some women that have paved the way for us in our careers. You already know if you've been listening to the podcast by now that we are all entertainment journalists and you have heard some of our story and our career journey. But man, folks that I looked up to growing up were definitely Oprah. Like yeah. she she yes. was the like the first person that I saw that looked like me that was killing it. And just her story and her trajectory is insane where she started and where she is now. Definitely. And Barbara Walters for me, like both of them. My mom watched a lot of daytime talk and Oprah was on daytime. And I was, you know, whenever I'd call in sick or call in sick. Oh my God. So (laughs) corporate of me. But if you'd stay home from school, like I'd be watching cartoons and then like, Oprah at three with my mom. And I just was always in awe of her interviewing skills and how she just got people to talk. My mom would go to like uh, buy, get tickets to go in the audience and stuff because she filmed in Chicago. And and so, yeah, she would always try and go to the the shows and things like that. I just remember her and my aunts, I think they went one time and they were, they were stoked. They were like, that's so cool. It was like, you know, it's cute. Um, She had so much energy. She yeah. did. And daytime talk show, she was the goat. She's, I mean, she still is. Yeah. I mean, that interview, you she's know, recently <laughs> she did. So the she's still, she still got it. <laughs> Oprah takes her time in an interview. She can talk to a murderer. She can talk to a baker. She can talk to yep. a model. She can talk to all walks of life. But yeah. the way that she paces her interviews are remarkable because as we all know, in interviews, sometimes you can get a little nervous or you yeah. can lose your train of thought or whatever mm. the case is. You can prepare with really well but what I admire about her and Barbara Walters especially 60 minutes oh child Mm, there needs to be more than 60 minutes but the thing I admired is their pacing and how prepared they come they they prepare and then they throw it away and they listen and it's something that I really try to do now it's it's a true skill set it really is just being able to be so present in that moment and like calm. I think that's the yeah. hardest thing. Like it, we, you, you're right. We do get ahead of ourselves. We get excited. I know I get like adrenaline rushes and it's just having that human connection with someone. Forget about the cameras. It's you and I having this conversation very similar to what we're doing right now. Just acting like we're just two humans, not even acting. That's just the fact. And mm-hmm. being able to really hone your craft and, and hone in on you. Oh, it just, it blows my mind, but it's, it's possible. If they're doing it, we can do it too. Yeah. Oh man. The most interesting part about uh, doing interviews though, to me is it really has like leveled the playing field, especially when I was starting to where I am now is that most people I interview, whether I admire them or not, whether they are a list or they're D list, most of them ask the same question. How was that? How did I do? 
They're just yes. as nervous as you are. Before, right. the, before the interview, they may be nervous, but afterwards they either give a compliment or mm-hmm. they, you know, I'm so glad you asked this. How was it? Yeah. And it just yeah. reminds me every single time that we're all human, regardless of what level I am interviewing you. I get so um, excited when I realize that it's the case for every single person. Yes. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, we started that off because we are doing something a little different today and we are going to tell you guys about how we got started in our careers uh, and, you know, how we got to be where we are today. Cheers. It is when yes. I sip, you sip, we sip. Cheers. Cheers. What y'all sipping on? Cheers. Come on. Let me know. Let me know. Um, oh, I'm still on I'm Corona. Out. Corona this week, mm-hmm. you know, still in quarantine. Maybe that's the vibe I'm channeling. What are y'all drinking? <laughs> I got some rosé. I had my hard booch, but I finished it. It was so easy to drink. It's only 3% alcohol. I should probably just go get the rest of it. Whatever, it's fine. Water. Keeping it simple and keeping it classy. I like that because I got a whole Mm -hmm. beer. But (laughs) so I know we all have like that. We met at work or in our careers, but like, I would love to hear just like y'all's individual career stories. Like I know we're connected through our jobs, but like, there, to be honest, I'd like to know from the beginning, where did y'all start? Let, tell me all the things. <laughs> tell the people. I need to take it back real quick because my love of journalism and media started in high school. Um, I fell into a position of a weather girl, uh, but that's <laughs> kind of what I fell into in my media class because I was so terrified to take on any other like major roles um, on the show that we had. Our show aired once a week that was like the news of the week yeah. um, on Channel 3. <laughs> like, I don't know if ours you guys was, had uh, that. Ours was Channel 7. So yeah, we yeah, had that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it was like a broadcast journalism class and you had the option between taking like woodshop and photo and all that, like your senior right. year. And I took photo and um, media. I had a full stacked last year. Anyway, of course, I remember, <laughs> right? I, no, <laughs> girls, C's get degrees, okay? But no, my best friend, <laughs> my best friend Katie was the host of the show. And I remember looking at her and being like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I could ever do that. And I got like anxiety thinking about it, you yeah. know, but like I did it. I was, I was a weather girl and I'll never forget. Like we had a green screen behind us and they had us tell the report for Big Bear that weekend because we're not so far. Orange County isn't so far away from Big Bear and it was like a snowstorm was coming. So they were right. like, pretend you're on the mountain, like snowboarding down the mountain. No. So embarrassing. I know it's out there somewhere. It's so cheesy as hell. But like that was my first taste of broadcast journalism. (laughs) Riding down that mountain in the green screen telling you the snow's coming in Big Bear. (laughs) So stupid. I feel like that would have been a perfect job for you though, weather girl. Like that would have been okay for you. You know, the weather girls are like, they have that stereotype of like being the hot girl. Like you're a hot girl. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe I should have been a weather girl. (laughs) Have you never noticed all the local news weather girls are hot as hell? They are. They are really beautiful, you know, (laughs) but you also have to go to school for that ish and like learn math and like the cold fronts and all of these things to do with like the cumulus clouds and all that shit. Like I, I, it was not for me. So I went to CSUF, which was a journalism, like really well known for their journalism school. And I ended up, um, taking a bunch of obviously different classes, pop culture media. I did a script writing class. And in that class, I told the teacher, they were like, who has their internships? And I had applied to TMZ and also like emailed Dax, who was an old friend of mine who I hadn't spoken to in a really long time. And I was like, I got an internship at TMZ. Did not have the internship yet. (laughs) Of course. The whole class that I did. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh I was God. like, me, 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 pick me. I got an internship at TMZ. Did not have the internship yet, but then I ended up, yes, I got it. Uh, manifestation, yes, bitch. <laughs> yeah, my ass. <laughs> but Dax actually made me get a D in college. This is just a side tangent. He made me get a D on a paper in college because I took a pop culture media class and for one of our papers, we had to reach out to somebody in the industry. And Dax was the only person I knew because if you don't know this, Dax Holt, formerly of TMZ, now has Hollywood Raw Podcast. Um, he was my gymnastics coach when I was 11. <laughs> so like, we have a weird ass history anyways. Uh, reached out to him and asked him to, to interview him, sent him these questions. He said he would. It took him three weeks to get back to me. So I turned oh in my, my paper gosh. three weeks late and got a D plus because <laughs> I turned in the paper. I would have gotten an A. He wrote on my paper, you would have gotten an A if you had turned this God. in three weeks ago. So I got a D oh plus. Damn it, Dax. Oh but I still made it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So tell Stupid. us about TMZ and like, you know, where you went from there. I graduated. I didn't have a job set up yet. And I started working at PF Chang's for a minute. And turned to TMZ. I didn't get a call until seven months later. And that's when I started TMZ Live. I got a call from my boss, Dax. And he was like, we're starting this from the ground up. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be a web series. Do you, you want a job? And I was like, yeah, I want yeah. a freaking job, right? I've been sending out resumes left and right. Right. So I went up to West Hollywood and was living in Orange County at the time. And I started my career there and started TMZ Live from the ground up. And that was amazing. We were on folding tables at the time and I was wow. sharing a desk with Dax. I had my laptop in front of his fax machine <laughs> on his desk. And when he would get a fax, <laughs> it would like, pop up into my, oh my into my zone. And that was my humble beginnings in, in my career. And because I loved more of the glitz and glam side of entertainment news, I got poached by 2Fab a lot, which is TMZ's like sister site, the more like fun, um, I'd, I'd say it's more female centric uh, based website, was able to interview people there. Really got a taste of the red carpet with 2Fab, a little bit more so in the professional realm because I had hosted and done television on TMZ. I was used to doing more off the cuff reporting, not what I had learned in college. It was very different and not as rigid, no teleprompters, et cetera. So working with 2Fab gave me that outlet that I was really able to learn and hone in on my red carpet skills. I just kind of fell into the 2Fab realm, which I loved. I was all about it. I would help with the photos and doing galleries. You are in entertainment news. You're always wearing multiple hats. And that was definitely me. I did not have like two job positions. I had one title and that was producer of the Clips and Clarence department. Technically, that was like my actual producer title. Um, but I moved up really quick at TMZ every year. I got a promotion. That was something that I feel they really allow you to a lot of things. I really enjoyed that. Um, but while I was working there, I think I spoke about this in the female breadwinners episode. I also went to 
school on the side for makeup because I, my whole life I've always done my friend's hair and makeup and everyone would be like, oh my God, you're going to be a hairstylist, whatever. And then I ended up in entertainment news and actually going to college and like getting my degree and all of that. Uh, I could have done both and I just couldn't at the end of college, I couldn't do both. So I fell into TMZ. We were working, I was working for TMZ live initially. And then it, I transferred over into like just all of TMZ, everything that falls under that needed a creative outlet. So I was going to makeup school on the side. So I was working five days a week, news never sleeps. So technically I was working all the time, like didn't matter what time, if some news broke, we were on call, you know, all the time. So I was doing that seven days a week, makeup school on the weekends, eight hours a day, Saturday, Sunday, and then working 12 plus hour days every day of the week. So it was a lot. And, you know, when I left TMZ, I had about four months of downtime. And luckily I had gone to makeup school and had made connections. I was um, freelancing for makeup. And also I was assisting Priscilla Ono, the makeup artist, Rihanna's makeup artist now. She was Iggy Azalea's makeup artist at the time. I was on set for the fancy music video, which is really cool. So I was involved in the makeup world and had also had some breadcrumbs at ET and was hustling on the side, trying to get my YouTube channel started and do news on YouTube. Um, if I had kept going, it probably would have taken off. But I found you can a still home go back. E. <laughs> I mean, I still could go back, you know, I bring back that. wine Wednesdays. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Whatever Wine Crush Wednesdays were a thing, guys. Google that. I was hung over massively the next wine. Oh. But I'll drink it because I'm, I'm having that at the opposed. wedding. I hope you drink wet or white wine, oh, please. Girl, I'm going to drink white wine. I love a crisp white wine at a warm wedding in the summer. That okay. is the best. Very I'll still specific. drink the white wine. Very Don't, specific. Yes. Yes. So I was involved in the makeup world and had also had some breadcrumbs at ET and had set up an interview at ET and eventually that came to fruition. Um, and once I got my foot in the door there and met Courtney, I was working the night shifts. So I was working 3 p.m. to midnight or 1 a.m. every single day. It was not glamorous. It took a very long time to ground myself there and get my roots there and be able to maneuver into the day. And I got a job offer actually at another company. And that's how I ended up getting my day shift finally um, and changing positions. I, I changed my producer and I, because I had the beauty expert world behind me, I was able to like dive into the style sector pretty seamlessly. And I'm very thankful of the red carpet stuff, all of that, um, red carpet stuff any of any of the award season fashion stuff that's all I'm part of that uh, we had a show called style feed when we were in office we do a lot of beauty reviews so I'm able to do those things on behalf of ET now and I've merged my two loves together and I'm very thankful I've been there five years now this last February so I think February 2nd was my five-year anniversary and 
now I am a part of the ET fam. I've gone through many iterations of my ET journey. I did uh, Facebook Live makeup tutorials at the beginning. I started, I pretty much started the beauty realm at ET online. And I had a show called How to Hollywood. ET on Trend was like the initial name. Then it became Glam Guide. And then I became a part of the Style Feed fam once ET Live got launched. So I've had many iterations and rebirths at Entertainment Tonight online. And it's been really cool and wonderful. And I've been able to cover BeautyCon every year. And last year before the pandemic hit, uh, I was able to host BeautyCon the entire two days of BeautyCon for on behalf of ET on the main on our main um, stage that we had set up there. And it was so awesome. And I I am now, yeah, I'm a part of the ET fam. I also want to know, did you always know you wanted to be in entertainment that I like from both oh, of yeah. y'all? Mm-hmm. Yes. So when I thought I, I very similar to Nikki. I don't know, Nikki, if you've said this before. I wanted to be a singer. I used to sing in like throughout my whole childhood. Wait, what? And then I, I did not do that. You're yeah. a oh my singer? God. I sang at the Orange County Fair. Yes, oh, girl. girl. I'm not going like, to believe I'll it. Katy Perry. I can't believe it till yeah. I hear it. Katy Perry Mm-mm. and as a Swifty. Okay. Well, no, they love each other or they're cool with each other now. Sing something from Taylor Swift's last album. Go. Absolutely not. You sing Beyonce. No, I'm uh, not doing that. I didn't right say here, I know? wanted to be a singer. You'll be living life after love. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Wow. I got a little bit of hard booch, guys. Wow. This is wild. <laughs> this took a turn. Kidding. No, but I knew I wanted to do entertainment something. <laughs> and journalism, I loved to write. So, um, Journalism was like, mm, and calm law. Like those were like my classes anyway. You seem <laughs> so passionate about it to this day. Anyway. I appreciate that, I'm Kristen. All, <laughs> how many times can I say anyway? Who's oh next? Oh my gosh. Who Nikki. Wants to tell us your humble beginnings. <laughs> Anywho, um, I, so I went to Arizona State my freshman year of college. And then I was, the journalism school had opened in the downtown campus. So I wasn't on the main campus. And if you know me, I love a good party. And so I wanted to be that party girl. I went to <laughs> ASU for the parties. So I was like, I'm not loving this. We had to take like a trolley to the main campus just to like hang out. And it was just like being in the downtown campus for journalism, which I should have been focused on my studies, but I wanted to party. I decided to transfer <laughs> back to um, Illinois, where I'm from. So I went to the University of Illinois, which was an, an equal party school. Um, they had uh, 19 frats and 30, er, <laughs> 19 sororities and 36 frats. I was a part of a sorority. The fact I wanted that you I know that. <laughs> I wanted that college feel. So I transferred back home, yeah. s- still studied broadcast journalism. So when I ended up graduating, um, I knew that I wanted to do broadcast journalism. Like there was no writing or just being a journalist for me. Like I wanted to be in front of the camera. I've been a cheerleader my whole life. I've been in front, like I've, I've been a singer. I've tried out for American Idol. Like I've been that big Girl, don't blaze over this stuff. What's happening <laughs> here? American Idol? Yeah, I tried Don't out just for American give Idol. us the bullet points on the resume. Give us a story. <laughs> I tried out for American Idol in 2009 and that process ooh, reality TV and those kinds of shows are just it's intense you have this process where you're standing in line outside of like a huge you know stadium which is where this was yeah. and you're waiting in line you get a number and you're with all these people and you have to sit outside like they literally sit you outside overnight to do these these tryouts then you go oh and you gosh. get funneled into like the stadium where you can sit in the bleachers and then they call you down by like you know whatever number you are 
you have to sit with your numbers and stuff. And they call you down and you're in a row of five people in front of these judges that are at, sitting at like um, those fold out tables on the like the hardwood floor because this was a basketball stadium. And you you get 30, not even 30 seconds because they will put their hand up and stop you oh if they're God. not into it. Like what? it was that tough. <gasps> and if you pass that round, you get to go to the next round. And then the, after that next round, you get to go to Paula Simon and uh, who was it? Randy. That, that was the people at the time that I was trying oh out for, gosh. which was the OGs. Yeah, wow. it was intense. Wow. It was intense. And, you know, you know, they're looking for, you know, that factor of people who like really are not that good for the, you know, the TV aspect of it. But, you know, then you get your gems of people. But it was it was interesting. It was a I thought I wanted to be a singer too, Kristen. So I get you. I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so wow. I ended up just working at um, one of my friends. Um, they had a bar pizza restaurant that was like really big in our town. And so I just ended up bartending and serving there and saved up a lot of money, bought my first car. And yeah, yes. while I was doing all that, I was trying That's to, <laughs> I was trying to find a job <laughs> in local news. Cause I thought like, okay, well, like I, this is where everyone, when you graduate from college, they tell you where to start is in these lo local mm -hmm. news stations that are local towards news. the bottom of the ranking of the stations. I just Timbuktu. wasn't feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> Timbuktu. Exactly. Courtney knows she's been there. Um, so yeah, not Timbuktu, but you know, regular news, but, um, Girl, yeah, yes. I just, <laughs> Timbuktu. Really? Oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear yours. Um, anyway, it just wasn't for me. Real news. Not for me. I knew I wanted to do entertainment in some aspect. So I started applying for internships at, uh, all the big places in LA because you know what? I was like, go big or go home. And I knew that they weren't going to be hiring me for it to be, you know, this big top tier producer, even though that's what I wanted to be, or, you know, a journalist or whatever out the gate, you got to work your way up in this industry. So took an internship at TMZ. And I think I left like turnaround time was like two weeks. I had to be out here. And I ended up living on like my girlfriend's couch who was like a family friend. I like paid $500 in rent to like sleep on her couch. Basically there was like a little section of her room that I, or her living room where I was, there was like a little bed and like whatever. Um, and I worked a side job while I was interning. I worked at another bar out in California and that bar eventually closed down, but it was, it, I worked football season at this bar and I made yeah. bank. So you were busy. I was I busy. remember that. Yeah. I remember visiting you at the bar on like the Friday night and I was like, we just got off work. Like, what do you mean you're going to work again? <laughs> yeah, I had and to you like- you were just friggin' hustling. Mm -hmm. I worked at oh, a bar in Saving Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And then I worked at a bar when I would get off shifts at our office that's in Playa Vista. I would drive down to Hermosa Beach and work at one of the bars down in Manhattan Beach, I mean. So yeah, I was a hustler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I eventually moved my way around TMZ. I was working, um, I started up their sports show, TMZ Sports, and then I eventually moved over into Kristen's department, her old department, uh, which is the clips and clearance department at TMZ. And then Dax was mm -hmm. leaving. He was there for 10 years. He was our, our both of our old bosses. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I was the person to fill those shoes. And it was, it was tough. It was a tough transition. Um, Ooh, but girl. now I'm one of the yeah. top three bosses, women bosses in that place. Um, go so, girl. Yes. <laughs> that is my long winded yes. story, but, um, I'm glad everything worked out the way that it did. I'm glad that I took that internship at TMZ and, um, TMZ is all I've known in this industry. Um, but that's where I met Kristen and how I got to meet Courtney now. And so it's, it, I have a lot of good friends that I've made in this industry and this life and I'm very thankful and I'm very blessed, but yeah, TMZ yeah. has been my home and I love it. But go ahead, Cork. Sound off, girl. <laughs>
Wait, yeah. don't just one girl because I'm just I'm living in you auditioning and auditioning and then switching yeah. over and doing uh, bartending mm-hmm. or not bartending, working mm-hmm. in bars while working at TMZ. Girl, that's a lot. Woo. Yeah. Both yeah. of y'all. So, so multi-talented. Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. So I really want to just give the cliff notes because this is long. But um, if anybody like, you know, already knows me or, or if anyone already knows me, you've probably heard me say this. But I didn't always want to be an on air talent or entertainment journalist. Like I always knew that I wanted to be um, in some creative space, but I wanted to be behind the scenes. So I actually started um, back in high school. I was on a program called the Hightower Media Academy. And so we learned everything from film to um, running a newscast to just all of these different things. And I know like there's schools that have like, you know, over the PA kind of things, but no, we'd had like full out newscast because our uh, professor at the time, cause we had to call him professor, uh, professor Irving, he had a background in local news. And so we were learning and at a high school level and getting college credit, um, to go out and be journalists. And so I knew that I wanted to be a cinematographer, but he actually pushed me to be in front of the camera. So my first uh, time actually thinking or you know being told that I could do it was uh, back in high school. And it's it's funny because the first time that I was on camera, I was an entertainment host and had no desire to like do that long term. Wow. And I kind of just like listened to the guidance of my um, of my professor, Professor Irving, when I was thinking about colleges to go to. And he recommended it. He's like, you know, yeah, go to Mizzou, like, you know, see see how that goes. I end up getting a scholarship or a partial scholarship to go there. It's a, like one of the number one schools of journalism. I know people argue about it, but it is. <laughs> and a <laughs> true fun fact is, is the first journalism school. So I had no idea what it was like to be out of state. And I just knew, you know, M- Professor Irving, like he knew me to the T. He knew that I was talented in these areas. He saw something in me. And I actually liked the television uh, part of our program. So I wanted to keep going into that and so I went off to Mizzou studied in that for four years while also working at a local news station out there an NBC affiliate and then I got a job at this place called Newsy where it was more of the digital side and so Newsy's still out like you can watch it on Roku and everything right now but when I was there it was just starting out and like you know the digital landscape was there but it wasn't it was like we were having conversations about how bloggers were taking over and it was becoming like this space where people, you know, weren't really taking journalism serious. But Newsy was a place where you could come for all of the different news. And it sounds like a sales pitch, but like Newsy was the place yeah. where you could come and get like a broader perspective of all the news headlines. And I happened to be uh, once again in the entertainment department. And so I was um in a department with my girl Carissa who's over at E and uh, she was my boss at the time funny enough and she was the anchor for Morning Rush and so I worked on her show and then I worked my way up and started being on camera there while also writing um, and so yeah then I decided I don't want to stay in in Missouri anymore because I got a job offer at a local news station um, in mid-Missouri and it was a historical station I just felt like it wasn't the right next move for me because I'd already done local news as a general assignment reporter covered all the fires y'all all the city council meetings all the stuff that like I admire these journalists who do it on a national and local level but it just was not for me mm-hmm. like little girl in the middle of Missouri in Columbia Missouri or even in parts of Missouri and Arkansas with natural hair reporting the news to you no like I didn't need any more hate I didn't need any more death threats because oh like God. it was just very 
being in local news, like you get true, true fans and you get true, true hate. Like you think you get some hate on Twitter. No, local news people like they can see you at the Walmart and they either like you and they're trying to give you stuff or they hate you and they're writing in. And so I really, you know, it was a really, um, really racist state. (laughs) And so it just wasn't the next thing for me. And as much as like the first job offer, it wasn't much of anything. My first job offer uh, at that station was $29,000 to be a a general, general assignment reporter. And I was just like, I talked to my news director at my previous station and um, I told him I wanted to do entertainment. And it just kind of seemed like that kept being the direction I was going in and I was interested Mm -hmm. in. And even when I was um, going in for interviews, they kept saying that that part of my reel really stood out. Like I was talking about the royal family on my reel and they were like, (laughs) give us that. But talk about, you know, talk about water pipelines, but give us that energy. I'm like, I am not talking about water pipelines (laughs) and giving you entertainment journalist energy. (gasps) Absolutely not. Girl. And so anyways, he told me the best place to go for that, even though they didn't teach it at Mizzou or didn't really encourage it at Mizzou was to go to either Los Angeles or New York. And since I had already gone through all the snowpocalypse coverage and all the (laughs) terrible things you deal with when you're a local news reporter, I said, okay, I got to go to L.A. (laughs) So now we get into the cliff notes. (laughs) Let me take a sip. I am not breathing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So I know I talked about high school being where I really got my first like experience in the media industry. But my first job in L.A. uh, was actually at Holly Scoop, where I freelanced and I was a red carpet reporter, did 15 AOL videos a day for HuffPost and Yahoo and just like all of these different things. So it was a a gossip news site and I co-hosted shows. It was awesome. It was really great experience, uh, really getting, you know, my foot in the door in Hollywood, being on those different red carpets. But I would say the biggest moment for me was a few months after having that job was getting a PA position. If anyone knows what PA is, it's a production assistant. I got a PA mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. at E! News Now, and it was the the first year that I moved to Los Angeles, and I just knew that I was about to just shoot up to Juliana status. Girl, <laughs> you made it. it. <laughs> you made it. E! News Now? Oh, shit. Yes. And that was just like, it was so funny that I had that mindset because I was very confident coming in and I knew that that was my dream so when the opportunity presented itself and I was able to freelance that was amazing like I was hustling everybody else was um you know going back home for Thanksgiving and Christmas and I was spending the time doing that and I just it felt so good and affirming that I was on the right path and it's so uh funny looking back at that girl who was so defeated when I a position became open for a producer role and my boss at the time she knew that I wanted to be on camera so when I went to her with my resume the whole pitch and everything about how I wanted to be considered for that role she was like she she was real nice about it but she was like Courtney I know how much you want to be on camera so I never want to take that from you and I was like oh, girl it's okay look just give me this job just give me the job experience <laughs> you, know, you know I didn't say that but I was no. so hurt when it ended up going to somebody else and looking back how foolish of me to think a PA was going to go and, and be a producer at E! News now that quickly. And so I was very thankful that I got that no because six years later, my dream did come true when I got my own show on camera at E! Uh, for Close Up by E! Yes. News on, as we know, the failing streaming uh, app Quibi, uh, but it still happened. And mm-hmm. I just love that that was my first, just so I knew that it was possible to get my foot in the door. 
And so that was just, that was an awesome full circle moment for me. And I I feel like I've had many pinch me moments in my career. I ended up getting an interview at ET and I initially said no because I was already in another contract. And then three months later, uh, the news director, who well, who's now the news director at ET Broadcast, who uh, was hiring me or hired me at the time, she asked me to come back. She's like, hey, if you can't like, you know, do more than we were asking before, like what about just a couple days on the weekend? And so I worked yeah. for seven days a week for oh, yeah, nine that. months, no break. But I felt very grateful because I remember what it was like to like work work for free or to just have like brief periods. I got offered the full-time job at ET. Anyways, I stayed there four years, worked my way up, worked all the shifts, met Kristen. And, um, you know, I was a host and producer there, did lots of things. It was great. And I left and most people would say you're crazy. And I didn't, I just, it was time for me to leave. And then uh, nine months later, God opened another door and I was able to get my next dream job, which was at E! News. I think outside of the ones that I've discussed, one that was huge that I now look back on and I'm like, wow, like I had no idea this even happened um, is before I was even 25, I was able to be on a nationally syndicated show at TBN. And y'all know I'm all about my faith and I'm a Christian, but uh, that (laughs) literally fell in my lap. Like I was the last person to audition for that show. It was recommended to me uh, when I was at the Movie Guide Awards on a red carpet for another outlet. And they told me, hey, come in. Like we saw you interviewing folks um, at the Movie Guide Award, which is a Christian red carpet or Christian award show. And when I got that and I I was able to be um, the host of TX10, which is a music countdown for Christian and gospel music. I didn't even realize that it was nationally syndicated. So my mom could watch it. My grandma could watch it. Aww. People around the country could watch it. And I'm sure, you know, they're not turning it on to the like NBC and ABC, but <laughs> it was still available. And I started, yeah. you know, you know, you really made it when you start getting jail mail. So oh my God. That- yes. Yes. At TMZ, that's all yes. you get is jail mail. Yes. God. And they de- they never let you read it either. Yeah. Like, and, oh. no, well, I didn't. I used to, in local news. I couldn't read it because most of them were bad. They were death Ooh. threats. But I was able to read a couple that they filtered through. So like they would send Aww. art or they would send like I watched this episode and this is what I got from it. And so that was always Aww. really encouraging. Uh, but yeah. I feel like I've kind of bounced around, but I love to have those retrospective moments where I'm like, wow, like mm-hmm. I didn't even think I could get in the door at he- at this place. And then I was able to accomplish that. Like, that's incredible. Yes. I never want to take that for granted. And, you know, we're still in the midst of a pandemic and I can't wait until this drops and maybe I can tell y'all what the next thing is that yeah. I have going on. Y'all stop screaming. <laughs> we don't know anything. She's a liar. <laughs> but anyways, that's my career journey tried to do cliff notes it ended up being a part of a book but um lots of ups and downs y'all if y'all are like in this industry just know I gave y'all a lot of the highlights and not all of the bad and all of the ups and downs but I fought my way to the top in so many areas I slept in my car like I worked my butt off in the journalism school like I made it happen but it wasn't just me it was definitely God guiding me and he's still doing that he's opening bigger and bigger doors for me so just keep going, y'all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and never be afraid to step out of your comfort zone too, you know, and show that you can do you can do more and that you are capable of doing more because a lot of times you'll get pigeonholed. And that's something I tried to avoid at, you know, at my current job because I felt like when I was at TMZ, I did get pigeonholed into a certain realm. Um and I'm able to write now like I used to. Mm-hmm. And that was like my 
pride and joy. I always wanted to work at like a magazine, you know, Mm. and like now I'm able to produce and write and be on camera and talk about makeup. Like you can make your career what you want. Just put it out there. The answer is always no. If you don't ask or you don't show that you are capable of those things and if you haven't listened to the imposter episode, go listen to that because Please. if you're feeling like you're a fraud or whatever, you can't do that. You yeah. can. And we have tips and tricks in that episode that will help you expand your horizons. Everything is possible. And yeah. truly, I believe that we all have the power to be in the position of someone that we admire yeah. if we just put in the work. And there are sacrifices just like, you know, anything, whether it's you have to work a couple hours longer to pay for a class you want to take to have that money to pay for that class. Like do it. It's worth Mm -hmm. it. You will never regret it. You will regret it later if you settle and you don't go that just that tiny extra mile Mm -hmm. because it could change everything for you. Totally. Seriously. You know, the one thing that I will say um, on that, Kristen, is yes, it's involved so much sacrifice and not, you know, there's plenty of people that have reached out to us, I'm sure, over the course of our careers and have asked, you know, let me pick your brain or whatever that is, you know, whatever that language is. I don't think that's the best Mm -hmm. way to do it, but you do have to hustle and you do have to network and the sacrifice comes in many different forms. I remember not being able to go see my family as often as I wanted to. And I don't live in regret in those areas, but you know, yeah. also pick and choose, like pick and choose, a find a balance where you can sacrifice, but not sacrifice everything. Cause I feel like yes. the one thing I will say, I don't regret, but I, I kind of wish I'd done a little different because I don't live in a space of regret is I wish I visited family more because you only have a limited time with the people that you love. And, you know, now mm-hmm. that my grandmother's not here with me, as much as I was able to see her and, and I'm thankful for those times, like there were so many holidays I missed, like chasing my dreams and going right. after it and, and kind of being on the fast track. And so like, if you find yourself in that position of having to choose, choose balance there, it's possible yeah. no matter if these companies, you know, tell you that you gotta skip all of these, you know, every single uh, vacation just to like get that job. You don't, mm-hmm. there's probably one holiday Easter. You got Easter. You, you yeah, just, you know, yeah. find some way to make your quality of life good on both ends. So you don't have to find yourself in that space of looking up one day and you're like, wow, I chose. And I said yes to this one area of my life. And then this other area is lacking. So that would be my one thing. If you are, you know, on the career journey, if you're career driven, if you're a boss out there mm-hmm. making it happen, keep going, but priorities are necessary. So make that list of priorities and stick to it. Yeah. And I know yeah. that you mentioned a lot of people over the course of our careers has probably reached out to us wanting to know how to get to the point where we've gotten to and wanted to know what our path was. Our paths are all different. We've worked hard and it's taken years to get there. But I think one thing that I would leave everyone with is you have to make those um, those leaps. You have to do that. I literally packed up my car and drove here with like three suitcases. That was it. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. And now I have mm-hmm. a full bedroom full of furniture. I have a full house full of furniture, but I worked towards that. But there's some, there's some risks you're going to take that are going to work out for you. And there's some risks that you're going to take that aren't, but you have to take that leap and you have to be, you have to trust yourself enough to know that you're going to make it work. I made it work by working two jobs, um, when I needed to, and you just, you got to do it. If you really, really want to get to the point where you want to get to whatever that job may look like for you, you got to take those risks and you have to make the, that jump, that initial jump. It's scary as hell because you don't have a parachute for you to land with, but you, you just mm-hmm. have to do it. it and, and it's scary, but you, it, to get to where you want to be. And it's not just in our industry, but in whatever industry you're in or whatever you're looking forward to doing, like 
just do it. Just make it, make it a priority for you and make it work for you. Yeah. Look, juggling jobs is a a true reality, especially if you're trying to be in the entertainment industry. If you're an actress, if you're Mm -hmm. a singer, if you're um, a journalist or entertainment journalist, Mm -hmm. there's sacrifice in taking jobs that are not your forever job in order to, you know, get to your forever job because you got to pay your bills. And so, you know, you can only you know, live off mommy and daddy for so long. If you're over 25, you don't even have that, their health insurance anymore. So you got to take off the, (laughs) you know, rip off the bandaid at some point and just know that if you really want it, you will keep striving for it. Even if it takes 10 years, that's just the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I have been doing this for, for over 10 years in LA. I've only been Mm -hmm. out here for eight years. And so I still feel like there's so much growth that I have. I have so Mm -hmm. many people I look up to that are so much further ahead and there's, you know, I'm not comparing, but I know know that they put in the work and the years to get the opportunities that they've had so don't compare yourself to Mm -hmm. us or to anybody else that you see that's bigger have that inspiration maybe they can be mentors to you but just know that where you're at like if you keep at it if you stay consistent it will happen for you if it's actually meant for you so Mm -hmm. I hope y'all keep going and if y'all need anything reach out to me via email I may (laughs) I may or or may not may not respond to a dm it's just how I'm set up. If you listen to the podcast, I'm not good with notifications. No, but she's it not. Email she me. mutes them all. <laughs> she's if, all nope. If you email nope. me, I will most likely respond probably with a lengthy response because that's just how I am. I like to give my full attention. And if I'm finally going to respond, it's about to be paragraphs. But anyways, I yes. digress. <laughs> all right. Well, we uh, should we get to the fun part? Should we get to that fun? Yeah. Fun part? The boss bag question. Yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. I have curated the boss bag questions this week because I want you guys to get to know us a little bit better. I almost said the girls a little bit better because I like to speak in third person. You guys know this. <laughs> we do. Um, but I want you guys to get to know us a little bit better. So I'm going to ask everybody a couple questions uh, based kind of off our career journeys and maybe some other fun things. Okay. So we're going to start with Court. Of course. And then Nikki. There you go. Okay. So what was your first job? All right. So my first job was uh, working in retail at Hobby Lobby. I was a fabric cutter and a cashier. A fabric cutter. uh, Hobby Lobby's the best. Yes, ma'am. The fabric cutter was actually a promotion in in that department. So let's not knock the fabric cutters. But yes, I worked as a cashier there back when they did not have automatic cash registers. You had to like add it up with the calculator. And if you've been in Hobby Lobby, they haven't changed much. But that was my first job. I did not. I made minimum wage. 15, 16 year old Courtney did her thing, worked her way up, and got her car. I bought my own car with that job. So, yes, girl. It's amazing. Hobby Lobby fabric cutter. Get it. Snaps for you. (laughs) Right? Uh, I mean, mine's not much better. Um, I, uh, there was a, at my high school, we had a substitute one day and she happened to be, um, the beverage manager over at the golf course. That was like huge in our town. Like this, this golf course, you had to be a member. You paid a million dollars to go there. Like it's expensive. And I became a bar back, which is like the freaking dudes at behind the bar, cleaning the bar, bringing the, like bringing the beers and like all this stuff. And they had this like really cool place underneath, um, where all the golfers would come after they get done golfing and they'd hang out and it's really chill and it's called the oasis and i would be the popcorn girl i'd like filled up their popcorn and snacks and bring them all over there like i was like 16 years old and i needed a job so i got a job at a golf course girl (laughs) do it it was was best for you shoot anybody hires you the first time it's hard Mm -hmm. y'all shoot i just needed sundays off so i can go to church (laughs) 
Oh my god. Oh, and yeah, Hobby Lobby do. was the perfect place because guess what? They're closed on Sundays. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> I was I worked at a place called Beach Bums. It's now a Taco Bell in Orange County. Um, but it <laughs> the was actual there. building it was or the company shop. is now Taco Bell. <laughs> no, the, the actual building Got it. is now a Taco Bell. But um, yeah, wait, yeah, it's a pool supply store. Anyway, it's next to a Taco Bell. I used to get nachos there every. I could only afford the nacho, like the cup of cheese nacho cheese yeah. and like the little bag of chips <laughs> that was my lunch when i worked at beach bounds because i was getting paid 625 an hour oh my god wow i aged myself that was minimum wage back then that was my um, yeah girl. a little skate shop <laughs> yep actually <laughs> i did a skate shop and thought sick. it was cool we're etnies you know <laughs> oh my Stupid. gosh what's so etnies wait. i'm not from this coast etnies what's that Oh, West Coast girls. It was all about the skater shoes. Avril Lavigne was huge here. Uh, so it was like wife beaters. I guess they're not called that anymore. White tank tops. Yes, I Dickie know. pants and etnies. So that was like our vibe. You know, it was like Orange County girls trying to look street. And it was not that at all. <laughs> oh but God. I thought it was cool. So that was me. Worked Ooh. at Beach Bums. It's kind of like Zoomies. If you've seen yes. Zoomies. So it's like, like a clothing store. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Retail was my thing. Same, apparently. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right? And and I feel like that's all of our jobs were like, you'd have to interact with people and that mm. we're people, people, you know? Yes. Well, people, people, people. people. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Girl, you got okay. us. You got to get that. Once you get up in retail, you got to work that commission. I would be selling those Michael Kors bags. That was my <laughs> other job, but continue. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, what is your favorite thing about your career? Hmm. Uh, the storytelling part, getting to know people and telling other people's stories. I have always loved to talk. Um, if you know me, mm -hmm. if you actually know me, you know that I talk a lot. If you think you know me, you may think I'm reserved. That's probably because I don't really like you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney is definitely a talker. She's a long-winded lady. <laughs> I love it. I love oh it. Oh my gosh. It's not that I don't actually like you. It's a joke. It's a little shady. But yeah, um, if you think I'm reserved, because I definitely have different sides of me, it's because I'm, I'm go based off of energy so I think that helps me in my job is because I feed off of different people's energies I can go high with you I can stay low with you I can get emotional with you and so I love the the fact that I do something different every day in my job and I interact with people that are not like me um and really getting to know their stories like that has always been my jam so love it Yes. Um, same different every day. I know that I get very bored and in news, you just never know what you're going to cover. And especially with these celebrities who, you know, over the years of being, you know, at my job, you have covered some crazy, crazy stories. Um, I think that's the yes. best too. And I'm in a department where I get to see all of the photos, photos and videos that come from the paparazzi agencies. So that's been fun because some photos that haven't even, you know, you guys haven't even seen in the public, uh, yeah. we've seen. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's, it's fun. It's, it's, uh, it's different every day and I think that's my favorite thing is getting to see the photos and videos um, from the paparazzi yeah that is that a was treat definitely mm -hmm. that was definitely my favorite part of working at TMZ because things that we saw <laughs> some of the things that I saw during my time mm -hmm. there never came out never I was Most there when the, the Beyonce I was there with Dax when the Beyonce Jay-Z Solange video got bought mm -hmm. by TMZ I was there next to him and it was the craziest thing you guys don't even know. I know how much they paid. All the things you'll never know because I signed an NDA. But it's <laughs> just stop talking insane. about it, girl. Let's stop talking about it. Then. I know. I know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just saying. Like it is so cool that you get to see 
the different sides of people that mm-hmm. the uh, wow the public has no clue mm-hmm. oh and same and all like every mm-hmm. if you're if you've ever worked for a big uh entertainment news magazine there's so much stuff you go to the grave with and you just talk amongst each other Ooh. but there's some tea mm-hmm. that we know and i'm like mm-hmm. y'all think yes. the media is out to get you if you only knew how much that we protect you uh, but anyways right? oh my god <laughs> i love celebrity gossip like I'm obsessed with it or was I'm a little less now once quarantine hit girl like girls changed but that was definitely my bread and butter I was just obsessed with celebrity news Mm -hmm. so that was definitely the excitement highlight getting to see things other people didn't and now I would say that I've been able to transition into what serves me as an adult and that is getting into the skin and makeup and deeper conversations that I'm able to have, um, having a little bit more wiggle room with what I do with the style side of my career. Um, and that's something I think I always hoped for when I was growing up and yeah, I was able to merge the two. Anyway, that's not my, I guess that's my favorite thing was that I was able to merge the two and I get to see things that no one else does. Okay. (laughs) Next up, (laughs) what was the last book you read? Oh, um, hmm. Oh, I've been reading oh a couple, gosh. but um, I think I I talked to you about guys about this recently. It, I don't like actually opening the pages of books. Like I have books in my room and they're just like there for decorations, but mm-hmm. I do love a good audible. And um, I was <laughs> uh, listening to Mariah Carey's book and oh, my yeah. Lord, M- Mimi gets deep and yep. there's some stuff that she you know we have those bombshell articles where we like break it down but when you listen to the whole thing you really understand her as a person and you also understand her music so much deeper so um so yeah mine is a pop culture book but still I love <laughs> of course learning about Mimi learn about her life tell us all the stuff we need Brittany to come out with one after she's free uh, oh <sighs> oh I can't wait to watch this thing. Oh my, oh my god! Just side note. Oh lord. What is it? Freedom. It's not free, Britney. It's called something Framing else. Framing Britney, and that's definitely Framing. what happened. Oh my lord. We can talk about that another I can't time. Wait. I know. We could get really into that. Or book. Your <laughs> book. 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 Um, yeah, your book. So the last book that I had read was um, White Fragility. Uh, it's why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism, yes. and it was because. Um, I, you know, all during the time of, you know, the BLM movements and all of that stuff um, that was happening, I felt like I needed to just be quiet, even though my fiance is, um, you know, a black man. I felt like I just needed to not say anything, not react, not do anything. I just needed to educate myself. And so I took it upon myself to download some books. And um, I hate reading. So I I didn't get through the whole Mm -hmm. thing. I got through half of it. But um, I, I'm trying to educate myself during that all that 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 was happening and all the emotions that were very high. Um, I took it upon myself to, to just not say anything and just listen. <laughs> so that was my book that I had just Damn, read. That's good. You'll Amazing. have to talk about that on another episode, too. I've got I, a lot here that we should talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the last book I read is actually what I'm currently reading, and it's called The Law of One, The Raw Channelings. And that's all I'll say about so that. So on brand. I thought you okay. were about to give us a deep spill. <laughs> yeah. It's the way that you <laughs> transition. I it's won't the way do you it. transition into so your things. On okay, brand. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite fast food chain? Oh. Hmm. Jeez. 
I don't know if there is just one. Okay, if we're talking West Coast, my favorite fast food chain is Popeyes because I love a good Popeyes Tuesday. If my dad's listening, which he probably is not, but I'll tell him that I talked to him <laughs> talked about him on this one. He loves a good Popeyes Tuesday. It's the cheapest day of the week. Good fried chicken. Um, I'm also Creole. If y'all don't know me, so I love anything like Creole Cajun food. It's like my jam, and they don't really have that on the West Coast. Sorry, L.A. food sucks. I'm, if you're a local, if you're from Cali, I'm sorry, but I'm from Texas, and like it's true. Everything is bigger, including the portions. If I had to say my favorite fast food chain um, in my hometown, though, um, it would be Whataburger. And the craziest oh thing is, I didn't even God. love. I didn't even love Whataburger when I lived there, but now that I'm in in California, I'm like, what are your burgers doing? What is the like? Really? Get if even you, in if, and out. I was just about to scream if you even mentioned In and Out. I can't stand In and Out. I'm such Disgust. a white orange county girl. You are Disgusting. even In and Out. Disgusting. Oh my god! So Whataburger, <laughs> Kristen. When you come to my wedding, just go to a, a go to a Whataburger. They're everywhere. They're like McDonald's out there. So I'm gonna eat meat that week. <laughs> yes, please do and get the. Make sure you get the ketchup because the ketchup makes those fries bomb. I know it sounds crazy. Mm. Like my friends from Chicago, they be talking about their mild sauce and whatnot. Try the ketchup at Whataburger. Okay. It's the bomb. Sorry. My mouth's watering thinking about it. I love Honestly, ketchup. I have a coworker mm. from Texas and all he does is rank Whataburger number one. And I'm like, I've never had it. So I'm going to have to try it the next time I'm in Texas. Cause I've heard mad, yes. mad reviews for this. Like positive, positive, like better than in and out girl. And I don't even like it. Girl, hell either. yeah. Ugh. Um, but there is a fast food chain in, uh, I think they have it out here now in Buena Park. It's Portillo's and it's like yes! hamburgers, hot dogs. That is my favorite from my hometown. We have to drive about 45 minutes in from here now, um, LA to Buena Park to go get it. But Portillo's is my jam. And back home, they have a Portillo's connected to a Barnelli's, which Barnelli's has like pasta and stuff that you could also get when you go there. So woo, that is my jam. But if I'm going yes. for like, you know, just a quickie, I'll probably either go to Taco Bell or McDonald's. So I was going to say, yeah, my quickie is definitely Taco Bell. (laughs) But when I used to eat chicken, oh, my God, thinking about it makes my mouth water. The chicken quesadilla, Mm. I'd get two. Oh, my gosh. Whatever sauce they put on there. Oh, Oh, my mouth's watering thinking about it. Am I hungry? Probably. Y'all need to take a trip. Take a trip to Texas and your whole life will change. You never want to come back. I also, I love Southern food. So I'm so excited to go to Texas. I've never been to Texas and I hope to get as much food as possible while I'm there. So definitely going to have to get recommendations. And in Chicago. I know it's your wedding weekend, but like it's my eating weekend. That's fine. No, but you better hit up those spots in Chicago because Chicago used to be my home away from home in college. Mm. All my best friends are from there. And child, they have some good food. Like we used to go back and forth and now I understand like their cuisine is bomb. It is. It's sorry. LA, I'm sorry, has nothing on Chicago and Texas. Gonna say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh, not even LA. It's California. Yeah. I'm all mm, Taco Bell in and out. Like Taco Bell to, you know, quesadillas and a mm. Pepsi. Like that's my cheat meal. Mm-mm. Wow. I'm really not living large out here. No, you know what I mean? The best thing y'all have is weather. If you ever are worried about, you know, the cuisine and the experience don't come to california when you come for the beaches and the weather Mm -hmm. you don't come for the food shoot i wish i could just pack some food from texas and bring it here that'd be the perfect state 
but um, I digress. <laughs> well, I hope you got to know us a little bit better. Your favorite boss ladies. We shared our lives. We put it all out there for y'all. If y'all have any other questions, slide into those DMs, y'all. We always want to hear from you. And let us know what your boss bag suggestions are. We have a lot of great episodes coming up and we want direct feedback from y'all so we can give you this advice because I'm telling you, you want advice from three <laughs> boss ladies. So we'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye. Start your week off with some boss lady energy every Monday. And send us your suggestions for future episodes. Slide into those DMs. And follow us on social media at Boss Lady Energy Pod.